This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you every morning for the Arsenal Transfer Show. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it's It could be Jesus Day. Jesus Day could be today. I'll go into a little bit more detail about why that is in a bit. Um, but it wasn't on episode 200 day. I, I was frustrated by that. I'll be very honest. You know, not not getting it to happen on that day. It's almost selfish. It's almost selfish of the club not to consider my feelings. Um, but, you know, you can't win them all. But good morning to everybody in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well. Let's say uh, morning indeed to whoever and however many we can. Maggie, good morning to you, to Damien, to Simon, to Martin, uh, to Kay, to Olu, to Jose, uh, Rocky. Good morning to you, to Pedro, to John. Uh, and uh, and Mark, happy Friday indeed. Answer, Marcus, Mike, hope you're all doing well, my friends. Ozzy, Alden, AV, Stevie, uh, Dave, good morning. Afsar, Ashwin, Namdi, and Peter, and of course, every single one of you as well that's joining us. I can't say good morning to everyone, but thank you so much for making this part of your daily and morning routines. Do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. Takes you just a second to press that button. And if you are new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. Uh, again, checking the analytics. Only half of the people that watch are subbed. It's half of you are just not subscribed. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. We've been doing some mad numbers recently. And uh, it really would help us out uh, if you push us towards that 40K figure. That's what we're looking at. Speaking of pushing upwards in sub counts, uh, the Arsenal Ways is flying right now. Absolutely flying. The work being done over there on the channel um, by the team is crazy. Um, we hit, we did our first 100,000 view plus video uh, yesterday. A massive shout out to the guys there um that have managed to put all the all the work and the editing together on so many of those videos but we've smashed past 16k we only flew past 15k the other day so a massive thank you to everybody over at the arsenal way if you're not subscribed link as always is in the description we move forwards and go through our stories for today's show uh nikolai moller has joined den bosch uh, again on loan he was there for the last six months of last season he will return there 
for the full season this time to try and rekindle that career that has kind of slipped away since moving out of the under-23s. Goalkeepers galore are back at London Colney. Aaron Ramsdale is yet to return, having been given an extended holiday. But three goalkeepers who are all expected not really to be at the club next season. Uh, Bert Leno and Alex Runison are both expected to leave on permanent deals this summer, whilst Arthur Okonkwo is expected to leave on loan, with Carl Hine becoming the number three next year. So all the three goalkeepers you see in this image aren't supposed to be here at the start of the season or at least at the end of the transfer window. So certainly three stories that we'll be keeping you up to date with as we run through uh, until the end of the transfer window. Now, William Saliba's agent, you may spot in this image with Isaac Torre, who is another one of Saliba's agent's clients. He, unsurprisingly, uh, a centre-back has signed for Marseille, effectively becoming the William Saliba replacement. Saliba is still expected to stay. He wants to stay at the moment. He wants to fight for that place. He wants to get that um, kind of... He feels that it would be a shame if he moved on. As we know, Arteta and Arsenal are counting on him. Negotiations over a new contract are progressing confidently and positively, which is good. Hopefully, there's some news on that in the coming weeks. Of course, we'll make sure that we let you know if there are indeed any updates on that. But Marseille signing effectively Saliba's replacement, if you like, hopefully rules out any kind of potential um, move for Saliba this summer. The deal was only around five, six million. So it's not like they had loads to spend on that position, but they were willing to spend around 25 million euros, it was reported, on Saliba. But that was swiftly rejected. Moving on to our next story, and the Rafinha Staga continues to rumble on. What we can say today is that Arsenal are probably out of it. Reports are that Arsenal are not interested in getting into a bidding war between Chelsea and Barcelona. The information, though, that may make Arsenal fans smile a little bit is that Chelsea's hopes of signing Rafinha have certainly diminished. Barcelona are the outright favourites, as we know, for Rafinha. Deco has been in Barcelona for quite some time to try and agree on a deal with Barca. There is uh, an agreement between Chelsea and Leeds as to the price tag, but Barca, as Rafinha is willing to wait, will be trying to put together a package to convince Leeds to sell Rafinha to them this summer. We'll see how this one transpires and changes, but the absolute will of, of Rafinha at this point is to join Barcelona. Arsenal will be looking to try and move on to potential other targets as well. Um, but that's for Arsenal, I'm afraid. It looks incredibly unlikely that that is going to happen. Now, Alessandro Martinez finally seems to have received, or Ajax specifically have received, the first offer from Manchester United. The offer from Man United is said to be €40 million, Euros, not pounds. That's important because that does equate to around £34.4 million, pounds, which is still below that £42 million pound price tag that Ajax supposedly wants. Arsenal and Man United are going head-to-head. -head. This is United's first offer. Uh, Lissandra Martinez is said to be open to joining either team. There is an outright favourite, despite Eric Ten Hag being there. For me, if Arsenal want this guy, they just need to go and stump up the money at this point. You know that Ajax don't have to sell. They aren't under any financial pressure to sell. If Arsenal want this guy, and because there's competition, we need to make sure that we stump up the extra six, seven, eight million that it's going to take to bring Martinez to Arsenal. Hopefully, Arsenal do that. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Obviously, our resident pessimist, Charlie, feels he's going to United. We'll have to wait and see if that does turn out to be true. But let's see. Um, Arsenal are said to be still leading this race right now. 
We need to stump up the money. And hopefully, fingers crossed, he moves forward and gets a deal to Arsenal done. We can only hope. Now, Skamaka is back in the news this morning. Uh, there isn't any kind of crazy story linking Arsenal with any specific bids. But also, his move to PSG, which was kind of one of those big stories that was reported, doesn't seem to be anywhere near as close as it was. The Sassuolo CEO, Carnavelli, said on Sky that we had no contact with PSG in the past 10 days for this Skamaka deal. Also, I can say that there are no talks with Serie A clubs. We could have contacts with other clubs from abroad for Skamaka. There is interest. So whether or not Arsenal are one of those teams, of course, we don't 100% know right now. We do know that Arsenal have held an interest in Skamaka for quite some time. The Athletic initially reported this, highlighting the fact that there was confliction between uh, people within the club about whether or not Skamaka was the right kind of profile for Arsenal to go for. Sassuolo are under no obligation to sell Skamaka. He could yet stay with them for another season. Uh, they, I think he's still got three or something years like that left on his deal. PSG were said to be their favourites initially, but they've really put their efforts into signing other players at the moment. Vitinha looks very close to signing PSG for, uh, for PSG. If Arsenal can get hold of Skamaka on top of Gabriel Jesus, great. I think that'd be a great pairing for next season. But there's no indication that Arsenal are pushing forwards right now. Um, so fingers crossed we can see some change in this, but we'll have to go and wait and see. And our headline story, fingers crossed, today is the day that Gabriel Jesus is announced as an Arsenal player. He was spotted, images were leaked, moving around the Emirates Stadium, wearing the number nine shirt. Uh, really great to see this happen. Hopefully that will lift the spirits of Arsenal fans if and when it is announced, maybe today. I don't understand why it wouldn't be announced today really all of the the clips and stuff are done it's just the editing process that needs to take place after that medicals done contracts are signed all of that stuff so hopefully we will see gabriel jesus rock up in the arsenal social feeds with a fully announced uh video and interview and all that good stuff behind the scenes we'll of course be covering plenty of that stories over the weekend and following more of arsenal's transfer targets as they indeed do develop. But that does complete all of today's stories, which means we're going to move to you guys in the chat box. We're going to answer as many of your questions as possible. If you've got anything that you'd like to get some answers to, I will endeavor to do my absolute best uh, if we can. So let's jump into the chat and, uh, and see how many questions we can answer. All right, then. Let's jump into the chat. First things first. Uh, thank you to Piyush for becoming a brand new member. Well, first, I want you to tell me if I'm absolutely butchering the pronunciation of your name. Um, but thank you so much for becoming a member and helping support the channel. Uh, let's jump into the chat. And I'm sure, of course, they're already welcoming you in the chat box. I think I've already seen some people do it, which is great. The family feel around this club uh, and channel has always been so strong. Uh, Lynn, uh, which is straight underneath Piyush's membership uh, comment, says, Surely, Tom, that Arteta would want Martinez. So who do you think is holding up this deal? Is it Edu? Is it RG? Or is it Arteta? RG? Why am I, why am I forgetting who RG is? I don't know. Is it weird that the first name that came into my head were RG was Rudy Galetti for some reason? It looks scrolling through my social timelines too much. Um, but in regards to Richard Garlic, 
That's who it is. Um, but no, regarding who holds up this deal, as I've said time and time again, and I wrote a piece around this, the reason why you're seeing Arsenal negotiate and trying to go up in increments of bids is because there is still a budget for this summer. Arsenal don't have the money to just splash and overpay on targets willy-nilly. They just don't have the ability this summer because they've got so many areas that they need and want to strengthen in. We have to try and get players for the minimum that we can in order to be able to successfully navigate the other positions during the transfer window. It might be that Arsenal decide or are able to get more money given to them by the club or the ownership, etc., and they can just push on to try and get the Martinez deal done. But if they can get that deal done for under the asking price, they will try because they know they have got a lot of other work that they need to do in the other positions like central midfield and, of course, the wide forward. I know from the outside it looks like, well, you've just bid £55 million for Rafinha and you're not willing to jump up from 34 to £42 million for Martinez. Why? That's mad. It's insane. But in reality... Arsenal will try and get the minimum price they can because they've got all of these different areas that they also want to strengthen in. Perhaps because they've missed out on Rafinha, it could change the way they're going for Martinez. I hope that it does. I hope that we push up and get that deal done as soon as feasibly possible. Um, Maya says, should we get Ginny Wijnaldum on a short-term deal? If it was between him and no one, then yes. But I think there are other options out there for Arsenal this summer. Bro process is that photo real? Uh, no, it's not. I grabbed it off of Twitter. Uh, it's it certainly wasn't a real one of Gabriel Jesus. The real picture though was him walking through the stadium. So that was leaked uh, and came out yesterday. Uh, Defrim, <clears throat> sorry, I got something stuck in my throat. Uh, what do you think of the chance of getting Gnabry's one percent, one percent chance? <laughs> As I've said for the longest time, I don't see it happening. I don't believe the reports that you may have seen crom uh, crop up on your timelines yesterday. Um, there's been no indication that I've heard or seen that Arsenal are looking at Gnabry, that feel he's a realistic target this summer. Um, if you know other deals fall away from Arsenal and suddenly they've got a, a pot of cash to spend at the end of the window and still that situation is is unresolved, who knows? Anything can happen. But the realistic idea is that, no, that Arsenal don't have, um, you know, a, a hope at the moment to sign Serge Gnabry. Uh, let's go to... Let's scroll up because I just had a glitch on my StreamYard thing. Here we go. Matt says, Tom, do you, how many times do you think you'll say, I can't believe it's July already? <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't say the words, it's only June now. No, we are in July. Um, but Arsenal have managed to get four deals done throughout um throughout june and before that already which is obviously very very good indeed uh everyone's saying richard garlic now while i'm trying to scroll up I, I i know who it is now andreas says have there been any links for new players at sentiment and wide forward no no and the thing is i'm not surprised that there hasn't been because arsenal have got their targets this isn't like the windows of old where i'd be doing a tactical breakdown three four times a week because we'd be linked with a brand new player every single day that's not happened. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing that Arsenal aren't being linked with XYZ, all these players, because if it did, it meant that one, there isn't really an assuredness about who Arsenal's targets are. And two, it also means that there creates doubt within the club that we don't really know who we're pushing for, or who the primary targets are. We all know that the primary targets this window have been Gabriel Jesus, clearly Fabio Vieira because we signed him, Yuri Tillemans, which the interest, of course, has cooled slightly, Rafinha, 
and uh, Lissandro Martinez. At this point, they have been the main targets for Arsenal this summer. We've got two in Gabriel Jesus and Vieira. Hopefully, we can get our uh, Martinez in, and then we'll see what central midfield signing we end up making, which I'm very hopeful that we will. I did put a poll into the chat box this morning as well, based around the links to Skamaka again, you know, those cropping up and what we've talked about already. Um, asking whether or not you thought we would sign another uh, striker this summer. Not specifically a wide forward, so not a Rafinha. Um, and 28% of you, just 28% of you think yes. 72% of you so far think no, which I don't think is a surprise, to be honest. Um, two seconds. I really can't speak this morning. It's hellish. Ashwin Watkins says, uh, what happened to Zinchenko? Is the butcher the preferred target now? Look, Zinchenko has been of on Arsenal's radar. Zinchenko was a player that was seen as a potential candidate if Granit Xhaka moved on, because we've obviously got that left-sided central midfielder. And Martinez can cover three positions. He can compete in those three positions, not just cover those positions. So he's preferred to Zinchenko quite significantly. Um, more established, they feel. Uh, and all of that, I think, leads you know towards the possibility of seeing him arrive well ahead of that of Zinchenko. Uh, let's go to, let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Manu says, uh, oh, how have I missed that? Where's that gone? Here we go. Question for Manu says, can you assure me a hundred percent that we won't sign the toxic, uh, little curse word that is Noah Lang? Can I guarantee you a hundred percent? No, there's absolutely no chance that I can't guarantee you because anything can happen. What I can say is that I would be so shocked if we did, like ridiculously shocked. He just does not strike me as the type of player that Arteta would go for after we have seen more and more of his personality revealed in the last six months. Ayaf uh, says, wouldn't signing Lissandro alleviate the need to cover other positions? Why not just fork out the money? Because Ayaf, that's the whole point of Martinez. He may, Signing him means we don't have to sign uh, a defensive midfielder. We don't have to sign a left-back. We don't have to sign a left-sided centre-back. He covers those three positions. If we don't sign Martinez, we still have to sign a centre-mid, a wide-forward, a left-back cover, a left-centre-back cover, a defensive, milled addition, defensive midfield addition. You know, he covers those three areas. And that's why they're pushing so hard for him, because he can do so many jobs. Uh, Lynn says, I think that they were prepared to bring in Vieira, but not go and get Tillemans uh, when he was the priority. The Tillemans deal has just fallen away because of reasons. Um, they've gone for the other positions. They're prioritizing those areas. They may go back in for Tillemans later on. Amira says, us bidding for players wanted by multiple clubs like Rafinha looks positive to me, but do you think that's why Arteta has said he wants players who want to play for us? Stops us wasting time. I do think that that, con that, that that's conversation with Ian Wright that everyone refers to has been taken very literally. Very literally indeed. Like when we start using quotes from one, two years ago as fact one or two years later, it does, it's not always a fair way of looking at it because something I've said or you've said two years ago is not necessarily going to be reflective of how you feel about something now. So we can't take that as gospel just because it was said two years ago. Things change, opinions change, mindsets change, and the, the the you know the environment changes around the transfer window. So I don't think it's fair that we say Arteta only wants players that are going to play for Arsenal because it's something that he said two years ago. It just it doesn't really sit for me. I don't think it's fair to do that. 
Um, let's scroll up a little bit more. Uh, Khalid says, uh, what's so special about Skamaka? He's a really interesting player. Six foot five in height, really good on the ball with the ball at his feet. Not exactly slow, great in build-up play, clinical goal scorer. <clears throat> All of those things combine to make him a very interesting and different profile to what we've already got at the club. That's why we've seen links before to the player and why Arsenal have had a link to him. Uh, Mahamdim says, uh, remember when Donny van der Beek went from Ajax to Man United? Ajax took out a full-page advert telling Man U to take care of our Donny. They're not selling us Lissandro. Um, need to move on to other targets. Um, I mean, that's Man United, of course. Um, they might not be happy about that. You know, the fact that they, they've gone in and, and, and stuff's happened that's ruined that possible transfer for them. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Arsenal did have a bit of an edge because of what happened with Donny van der Beek. I don't think so, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Anthony says, uh, do you think Hayek would sell to Man United knowing Eric Ten Hag left them? Yes, absolutely. They have no reason not to sell to them because of Eric Ten Hag being there. No, no reason at all. I don't think it's personal. It's just part and parcel. Ajax are very used to losing coaches and players. It's part of the model of Ajax. So I don't think if they started taking things personally, they would very quickly lose a lot of clubs that they would be able to sell uh, or buy their players to and from. So, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think that's a, a correlated reason. Um, Dan says, I understand we have a budget and it's tricky, but if we don't spend the extra five to 10 million, we may be looking at having no other option but to spend extra money on multiple positions. This is value for money. I completely understand what you're saying, Dan. Uh, I can't really deviate from the explanation I've already given. Arsenal are trying to minimize the expenditure as much as they can on potential targets so that they can sign more players. Obviously, look, there's, there's a bit of a hypocrisy, not with you specifically, Dan, but with the fan base in the sense that say we go big on Lissandro Martinez and a wide forward, and then we don't bring in a central midfielder, I can absolutely predict everybody moaning that we didn't bring in a central midfielder. But the reality might be is because we overspent on the on Martinez or we overspent on the, on the wide forward, that it compromised our ability to go for a central midfielder. And so because of that, we couldn't sign one or one that we felt was good enough. So I think that is something that we need to consider when also we get further down the line, if we've only signed Martinez and a wide forward and we signed them for big money and then we don't sign a centre mid because we just weren't able to do it. That's why Arsenal are trying to negotiate the best possible fee so it enables them to tackle all of their needs during the window within the budget that they have available. We've already spent 80 plus million pounds this summer. Martinez would take it to 120. If we went and signed Rafinha for 50 million that we were willing to clearly spend on him, that'd be 170. And you still haven't signed your central midfielder. And I'm not saying Arsenal have 200 million this summer. They might spend 200 million. I don't know the budget, but suddenly you're getting into figures that are extremely high and not very Arsenal-like, to be honest. You know, the max we've ever spent in a window was last summer, 150 million. And that was last summer. And we've not exactly sold many players either. So that's why Arsenal are trying to negotiate the best possible deal so that we can target as many positions as we can. Um, Charlie says it's better to get two quality players than three mid players with the money. Also, I think Partey and ESL are good for the left eight if Martinez was to come in. I would rather get two top quality players than, you know, three mid-level players. Thankfully, Charlie, Arsenal are trying to do the three quality players but they are trying to do it to the best of their abilities. I'd rather we sign three over two personally. So if we can fight to get the two quality players for the right for, uh, the right price, it enables us to go in for three quality players. For me, 
that's the way I want our club to operate by getting maximum value for what we can pay for effectively during a summer window. Uh, Morgan says, Tom, apologies, but I am stupidly sentimental about our Halem boys and hate loading new players over them. And then they get restless. I know the logic of extra games and squad, but they are our boys. Morgie, look, I'd love to see our new boys, our Halen lads succeed. That's all I want in life at Arsenal is to see continual production of Arsenal talent from the academy. It's part of what makes Arsenal a classy and great club. We also need quality. You know, if those Halen boys aren't always good enough, that unfortunately will get superseded at times by when we need to buy players. Arsenal and we have been very fortunate to see a crop of really talented players come through in Saka and Smith-Rowe very recently. We've got some other exciting talent coming through in Brooke Norton Cuffey and Charlie Patino, etc. Salah Adin following Balogun. To a lesser extent, if Eddie Nketiah succeeds, then there's another one. I know, he didn't, I know he'd signed when he was 14, but he still was developed in the academy until he was a senior. So, you know, we've got loads of players there that could still be in that squad. So I think we have been a bit spoilt with the amount of talent that's come through uh, the academy for Arsenal. When you look at across other teams, you look at Liverpool, it's only really Trent. I mean, Harvey Elliott's not really got into the team. You look at Chelsea, you've got Mason Mount. hudson is not really getting a look in right now. Um, you look at Manchester City, it's just Phil Foden. Cole Palmer's not really playing. You look at Manchester United, Scott McTominay. Um, beyond that, I'm struggling. Rashford, of course, I suppose. Um, but, you know, Arsenal have been spoiled with the amount of Hale End graduates that are getting time in the Arsenal first team, I think. So I don't think we've necessarily got anything to be worried about by signing players this summer and taking up their places. Amari Hutchinson, Dave, you're right, is another one that could get minutes this season. We need to sort out his contract, though. That's going to be the big, big question around Amari Hutchinson's future. If we haven't already... Um, let's go to Ian says our club is not the Arsenal, uh, in the Arsenal position right now to get to that. We have to spend sometimes pay the asking price as these are players. Mikel Arteta wants Pepe was not Emery's choice to his own words. Um, we do have to pay the money if we want to get our targets, but as I can't keep repeating myself because it's going to be boring for you guys, but I hope you understand the theory behind why Arsenal are trying to negotiate as low a fee as possible. And it's to the benefit of us so that we aren't complaining about Arsenal not getting all the positions that we needed in the summer, um, at the end of the summer. Manu says, Trossard really doesn't impress me. Never got more than seven goals, I believe. He gives me Ryan Fraser vibes. Is that too harsh? I would be frustrated if Trossard was the wide forward that we ended up signing this summer. So I don't think you're necessarily alone, Manu. Uh, Keenan says, do you think Trossard is an improvement on Martinelli? No, I don't. I don't think that's an improvement at all, especially for what Brighton would probably ask for. Uh, Paul says, what are your thoughts on Agbon Lahore's comments on Ben White? You know, because he's so irrelevant with those words. I'm not sure I've seen them. Uh, let me do a quick check to see if I can find... Uh, Ben White is very overrated, says Agbon Lahore. For me, Gabriel and Saliba would be starters. You know, I bet Gabby's barely even watched Saliba. <laughs> I bet he's barely even watched him. Um, Daniel says, when you think we'll start selling unwanted players and how much do you think we'll get from them? Uh, plus what we think, what do we think of Tottenham? I think we'll start selling them towards the end of the window. I don't see many of them leaving in the first half of the window. These are players that are going to be opportunities for clubs to steal towards the end. I don't see it happening at the start. Arsenal aren't relying on those players going other than maybe Pepe 
to bring players in. But I think even with Pepe, you saw how Arsenal were trying to push for Rafinha. Clearly, they're confident that Pepe would move on or if they're confident of bringing a player in anyway, even if he was to stay. So I don't necessarily think they're concerned that much uh, at all, to be honest, about what we could get in the summer. Um, why has no one mentioned Kukurea? I think you're talking about there, Austin. Um, because he's going to either Chelsea or City. Uh, that That's why uh, he's, he won't be coming to Arsenal this summer. Uh, Andreas, since we don't have any links, which Arsenal players do you actually think deserve to wear the armband? Uh, you know, it's between Tierney and Odegaard at the moment. Arsenal kind of lack that real, real kind of bruiser leader. You know, my colleague Bailey suggested Gabriel, and I don't think that's all that bad of a suggestion. It's just the communication barrier for Gabriel that I think is the is the biggest problem. So I'm not sure whether or not he suits it because of a lack of communication skills or the language barrier. Hopefully that changes. But to be fair, we're bringing a big Brazilian and Portuguese-speaking contingent into the team. Maybe a Portuguese speaker that's learning English is the best possible candidate for captain. Who knows? So, But I think Gabriel is not necessarily a bad choice uh, as possible captain of the club. Uh, Gunnar Jake says, Tommy, you're not worried that clubs will take advantage of us by going for the players at the end of the window and then we get mugged and appear as poor sellers? Yes, I am worried that we will lose players for, for small fees. Problem is, Jake, that we just don't have the, the reputation. We don't have the waiting. We don't have the time. We don't have the money to really skimp and push teams to, to pay what we want. There's not enough interest in our surplus players because they were signed on the most part by a former regime. You know, only Marie and Runison are the two players you look to at the players we're letting go of this summer that were signed under the current regime and they weren't exactly big buys, were they? So uh, we've got to try and find a way of moving these players out. It's going to happen at the end of the window because that's just when opportunities fall. And yes, I am worried that we won't get enough money for them. But uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm concerned, of course, that we won't get rid of all of them. But I think it's because they will move towards the end of the window and we aren't seeing much movement. Pepe has not had really any interest at all of late. Leno's got quite a bit. Fulham and PSV are both are both interested. I know PSV signed a goalkeeper, but there is still reported interest. Um, so it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. There's been interest from Germany. Hertha Berlin were obviously interested as well. Uh, so we'll see. But Arsenal need to try and get maximum value for these players. Hector Bellerin, Atletico Madrid are very interested. Torreira, Lazio uh, are very interested. Um, he could also move to Spain as well. There are other Spanish teams. I think Valencia are interested in Torreira as well. So, you know, there are there are options, but it's going to take time to get those players out. And we'll continue to cover that. That will probably become the big part of these shows towards the last stage of the window when hopefully we've completed our business. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video. If you're not done seeing this ugly mug of a face, you can join me at 10 a.m. over on the Arsenal way. I'll be joined by Bailey to talk all things Arsenal even more than we have done this morning. Um, link is always in the link tree in the description. Drop a like before you go. Let me do a quick check on the poll as well. Uh, over a 1,000 of you have hopefully voted. You can see the number going up swiftly, already past 800, nearly past 900 votes. Let's see as many votes on that. If you haven't already voted on our poll and you're still watching, make sure you do. Will Arsenal sign another striker, not a wide forward this summer? Uh, 29% of you think yes, but a massive 71% of you so far saying no, rather unsurprisingly as well. Um, thanks for tuning in. 
Enjoy your Friday. You've made it to the end of the week. Congratulations. Hopefully we get a good bit of Gabriel Jesus news to talk about and some more, of course, too. I'll be back tomorrow morning, as always, at 8 p.m. 8 p.m.? How long have I been doing this show? 8 a.m. to keep you up to date, of course. Drop a like, subscribe if you're new, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.